Elon Musk is African American. And Alexander Hamilton, Alexander, Alexander Hamilton is from the West Indies. How's that for a start of this week? <laughs> Land that I love, stand beside her and guide her through the night with the light from above. Okay, that's enough. Through the mountains in the valley. Wow, really? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and children of all ages, to the big top. I am your ringmaster here at the White Beard and TK podcast. I am T. Anthony Bland, also known as the as the as White Beard, and standing right next to me is the is the magnificent Margot. Pain in my what? Magnificent Margot. Who is this now? Me. Okay, Margot. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not heard it before, you have heard it first right here on this show. Elon Musk is African American. And so you got people like, what was that show he was on? They started attacking him because of whatever else. Like, wait, didn't he also say he had autism? He's like Asperger's. So y'all not only were disrespecting this man, but that goes against all of what the SJWs are talking about right now. Right? He has a, a, a disability, if you want to go with that. He has Asperger's. He's an African-American. He's an immigrant who came over here. Man, I've been holding on to this one for a while. I was going to have a whole show on that whole thing because it's hilarious. Think about it. I know you look at me like, are you crazy? Yes, he is South African. He comes here. He lives here. He is a literal African-American. That's funny. And as I also said, um, Alexander, Alexander Hamilton is from the West Indies. He is Caribbean. He was Caribbean. He was also an immigrant. This is all wonderful stuff. So, as I said, standing right next to me is um, Meghan Markle. Not yes. Oh, oh, speaking of Meghan Markle. In other news, Prince Harry calls the First Amendment is bonkers. Bonkers. Everybody's been going after him for that one. But listen, bro, you know what? I understand. I heard some of the whole thing of what he was saying. I get what he's saying. You know what? You can use things, and you can use things to exploit things. And I think that a lot of what people have been using as a First Amendment, I mean, we've been interpreting this thing for a while, has been a little bit, you know, stressed. But now, if I could say something to the royal family that I could care less about, because as people are saying, they are like a royal pain at this point. Um, yeah, you know, I'm going to jump on the criticism bandwagon for a second. You know, 
married old England, jolly old friend of mine, the, uh, we left and skipped over the pond to come here. So we'd have to deal with tyranny and so that we could talk back to the government and we could talk back to the officials to say exactly what we feel about them. You're lucky this is not back in the days when a tomato would be coming up and smash you upside the back of your head. So thankfully, we have become a little bit more civilized since the early days. Yes, you're just sitting there. Okay, you may say hello now. I already did. Yes. Ooh, 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 ooh. Guess what? In other news, tell them. Tell them what you did. Just before we turn to the mic. I passed the test to get a permit. She passed a written test. Everybody say it together. Yay! Good job! And look at that. It's right here. All the world will know for the rest of your life because this recording will be out there in all the world and you can look back on it and go, oh yeah, that was the day that I passed the written test. Tell them what you scored during the written test. What is it supposed to be and all the other good stuff. Come on, come on, come on. Uh, 42. Uh, the passing score was 40. Um, There's supposed to be only 20 questions, right? But for some reason I got 50 anyway. Let me know if they changed it back to 50. But then it was like, I think it might have been six or eight road sign tests that you have to get right, and I got a 10. So that was pretty good. Yeah. No, well, that's awesome. That you, you should have gotten 100 since you've been riding in that car for quite some time. But yeah, so that's good. That's good. Now we need to get you some driving lessons and oh don't forget the picture that you take for your permit is the picture you will have for the rest of your driving life until you change it again so yeah. do look nice and neat and then go down there looking like I don't know you was a sharecropper I'm probably gonna uh, re-dye my hair because I do have a box of red dye. That's nice. I mean, it's going to be in black and white, so, but just. Yes, it will be in black and white. It'll, no look, it'll look darker instead of like lighter, you know? Like, so you're going to look like Corilla DeVille? No, because then it'll like kind of blend in with the rest of my hair. I, I was so upset when the last time I had to renew my permit and I went in, I had on this nice shirt, I put on my red shirt and go up there, snap the picture. And it's no longer in color. It's in black and white. I'm like, really? Um, I went through all this for what? Pat, my passport photo is really ugly because it was at that phase in my life where I was wearing nothing but like I would just go to school and wear like put my hair in a bun. And it was also that time where I wouldn't like I have curly hair, but I wouldn't take care of it. You know what I mean? It's like I would brush it out and then my hair wouldn't be curly anymore because it was brushed out. And I just put it into a bun and go to school. So that's what my passport photo looks like. Yes. My style is no longer the same. I don't have the same coat that I had when I took that picture. I rarely ever put my hair up in a bun. Unless it's hot. 
I've been meaning to re-do um, our passports again. Because remember I said to have it ready for when we go. But mine's ran out last year. I think yours ran out in 2020. And we were supposed to get it done. And I totally forgot. And everything was shut down. So we should do it now, which is a good time to get it taken care of during the summer. Because we're not going to be traveling overseas um, anytime, anytime, tune, anytime soon. But when everything is okay, at least we'll already have them. And they're set for the next 10 years. So we might as well go get that unless they try to put some restrictions on it and say, you need to have your COVID on here or something else. Anyway, so this is great news for us people because I've been telling her about this for a long time. It's just like when um, traveling, when we had the kids and I told my wife, we need to have two drivers. I can't continue to do all the driving. I get tired and I want to stop. And now that I'm getting gradually more seasoned in life, um, that sitting down for more than two hours when you start getting stiff is not great. Matter of fact, we spoke to someone this weekend, and we'll get into that momentarily after the break. But yeah, so this is great news because now that means our longest trip that we took was to Tennessee, and I want to go out a little further to Midwest to hike some of those mountains and, and camp out out there and some of those great spots out in that way. And maybe move a little further up north. However, he's still going to be driving at night because I can't drive at night, apparently, until I get a driver's license. Well, that's not the problem. I mean, that's not that's neither here nor there. You have, you will get the permit. You will then take some driver's license. You will take some driver's test, and then you get your license. It shouldn't take you forever to do this. I know you do that. have a you do have a sibling who. Will rename who will be remain nameless. I know that, but what happens if like in like in two months you break all your toes? You can't drive with broken toes, right? And we're driving overnight, and the sun starts setting. I cannot drive. You gonna drive with your foot in a cast? You're going to drive. What sense does that make? What you just said. Okay, but if I get pulled over by the cops, that's And you it. get pulled over by the cops, then what? That is it. I'm going to jail. You're not going to jail. You get pulled over by the cops. He broke his foot. We're trying to get to where we need to go. End of story. I'm in the car right with you. Nothing is going to happen. The whole point is that you have this piece of paper. You will be getting this piece of paper the next day when you go down and pick it up. And now we can go and you can go and pay for some driver's license. You'll probably, I'll probably send you over. We'll ask how much it is. The place that mommy went to she didn't have that many licenses i mean she didn't have that many um uh lessons before she went and took the test and passed first time out so clearly this guy is pretty darn good so maybe we'll have you go over there you get the road test and that would be great since we're spending the next couple of months right now taking care of our health uh, uh doctor's appointments and stuff that was all delayed throughout the entire year so that gives us a bit of the summer time for you to get all that taken care of so you'll be ready. I saw an older guy jump out of one of his cars. Not jump, but like out of the, the driver's seat. And I'm just like, I mean, you're not going to be driving for much longer, but good luck. Why not? My father still drives at 80, 84, 85. Mm -hmm. And you're very lucky if you still have your license then. Because as you get older, a lot of older people can't see, they can't drive, and their, their license is removed, and they can't go anywhere. They're kind of homebound. 
which really sucks. It's like how they had everybody locked up for a whole year and it just made people's health and everything else worse as we're finding out about me and my teeth. But anyway, so yeah, that's great news. That means we can move for far, we can move on with the idea and things I wanted to do, which was hit as many um, national parks as possible over the next year and hike across America, which is kind of the theme that I had for a series I wanted to do, or maybe that's what we'll do, hike across America and we'll do some other things. So um, we'll see, we'll see if that happens. All this will happen with your help. With your help in, in, in subscribing, with your help in, in sharing the podcast, with your help in, in sharing all the things that we're doing with other people, and other people will begin to listen or see, and they will be encouraged to do exactly what we're doing. And as I said, you know, one of the things, one of the, one of, one of, it's not really the tagline, but it's the, it was one of the ideas for the, for the YouTube channel was that people would experience adventure through our eyes. Because when we're going out and the people who we follow, they don't look anything like us. Some come from other countries and some from this country, from this America's, this country. And, you know, they start out with money. They have all these rigs and they go out and they do all these different things. And they're from the Midwest or the Southwest or somewhere other than the East Coast in New York City, which there are no people here who are doing this overland. And so when they're all out there. That's what people see. It's something unattainable. And here we are. We're coming from the hood or the ghetto, whatever which way you want to call it, the southern part of the Bronx where there's really no one into the outdoors that we know of. And so experience and adventure through our eyes is something different. It's a different look. It's a different flavor, should we say. It's a different aspect. It's a different perspective. From the way we're adventure, how we're seeing this. It's similar to many people, but it's a little bit different. And you know, the word doesn't get out without your help. Anyway, so yeah, so this is great news because that means that gives me some help when driving long distances, going down the line in the future, and other things. So having said that, we'll take a break, give you some information. But we did not go hiking this weekend because um well my knee has been a bit out of commission so i spent a week doing uh pain management getting the swelling down and so this weekend we decided to go to a national park a national historic a national historical park a national historic park right over here across the bridge in patterson new jersey you want to hear about it we'll be right back Now that I have your attention, I have two things for you. When we say we want to hear from you, we truly do. Whether it's comments or ideas or maybe a show thing that you want to tell us about, whether it's for the Book Nook, the Road to 60 series, or our adventure stuff that we do on Tuesdays and just about life in general. And of course, we all know there's a walking Ted on Monday. You can reach us at whitebeardandtk at gmail.com. That's whitebeardandtk at gmail.com because we truly do want to hear from you. We want to know what you think and some ideas you might have for us. The second thing is run on over to YouTube and subscribe to our channel, The Whitebeard and TK Experience. 
The original name was going to be White Bear and TK Adventures, as you will see soon with one of the videos. But it was changed to experience because on Tuesdays, I've been putting video clips of the podcasts. So it's more than just our adventure series, which we'll be doing on Fridays, but we'll also be doing other things. So it's not just one thing like our podcast. So that's why it is called the White Beard and TK Experience on YouTube. Go now, subscribe and share. And as the videos come out, you'll be the first to get them. And again, we'd love to hear from you. And that's at TK Whitebeard and TK at gmail.com. Now back to the show. So we've been thinking about this place as I was looking, I got a um, National Parks book and I was looking at some things and we were looking at what's close to the East Coast. So we can do that first before we venture out west, um, look at some places that are close to us. And um, I found this a few months ago. But then when we did our first backpacking trip, we ended up actually going to Tennessee. So that was part of the national park thing. But we this is our second historical park, though. Because last time we went, what was it, last year? Yes. We, went to, we went to Valley Forge, right? Went to Valley Forge. Yes. And we took my grandson with us. And um, it was pretty cool. That was an impromptu. We was going to go down there and hike. But when we got there, I didn't really know what to do. So we just took a driving tour and just read some information. And um, you know what? Perhaps I'll, I'll put all that together and we'll put that in the package for the YouTube, for the YouTube, for the channel. Anyway, so that was our first historical park. And then we went here. Let me tell you what I like about this. You get to learn America. You get to learn American history. You get to learn history. First, why are you yawning right now? Listen, I have to stay up until midnight every night to take my allergy medicine. That's your fault. I know. How is that? What does that got to do with me? Nothing. Okay, then you cannot be yawning. You need to participate. So you get to learn firsthand. It's like when we travel some places and um, you meet people. And so you get to see people of all different walks of life. And it's not what you see on television. It's in real life and you get to have these great conversations. So um, the place that we went to was Patterson Great Falls National Park. National Historic Park, and it's right over there in Patterson, New Jersey, which was founded by, go ahead and say it. George Washington. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Stop playing, man. And? And what? It was both of them. Well, they No, it wasn't it. both of them. Okay, they discussed it together. Right. The, the story goes... Now, here's the thing about stories. We, we ran into a lady there who was a storyteller telling her life and how, how it was down there in Patterson where she lived off the Passaic River, which is where this is, the giant hydro, I want to say hydroelectric, yeah. right? The hydroelectric plant is right there off the Passaic River. So um, she was telling us the story 
about her life and some other things, which, you know, I may actually recount that on tomorrow on the road to 60 because it reminded me something um, about oh, my yeah, own life. like super old. Your mama's super old, man. Why are you just going to call? Wow. Super old because she saw a skate key in the skate. So uh, um, the story goes that she was telling us a story was that Hamilton and Washington had lunch right there in that very park where we were standing at. I didn't realize, but that building where the office is, that's the sums building. No. We went to get the stamp. No, it was uh, at the bottom. It said some on it. Right. But if you look at the building right behind us, I'll show you on the map. But um, So it was they came there and they had lunch. And while they had lunch sitting there on the grass, Hamilton had a great idea. And that was the birthplace of the great idea and what he wanted to do. So, um, before we get into the history stuff, tell me, what did you like about it? Did you like it? How was it? Um, it was hot because I want to say it's now summer, but I don't think so. Anyway. It's hot has nothing to anyway. do with the park. Yes, but yes, it does. Yes, it, it because does. it was because, okay. Fine, fine. Because the sun was out and it was hot, right? But then you walk up, and you go like, it's not really a trail. I guess it's a trail, and you go down this path. Path. There we go. Yes, a path. You're walking along a path, path to greatness. You cross like two bridges, and then you go down a little bit, and so there's this part of the waterfall that's like. A continuation of the river so it keeps going a little bit and then it drops down again and so if you stand there you can get like this river spray on you <laughs> so like while the sun is beaming you get like you get rained on a little bit a spritz a cool refreshing spritz yes a spritz yes also, we saw a guy, like, trying to fish in the river. Yes. When I looked at the map earlier before we started this, because I said I wanted to look at all the other stuff, get some more information, um, I saw where there's a path that goes right down there on, that, on the river's edge. But we would have to go up when we came up. We would have to keep walking the opposite direction. Remember where that flag was? Yes. We have to walk back towards that back end and you keep on going down and then it's sort of like a switchback and it comes and it goes all the way down to the edge of the river and you can walk that way. So maybe another day we'll we'll take we'll go and look at some more of the spot. But go on. That was my favorite part. Yes, the waterfall is kind of awesome to see and we don't get to be near many waterfalls. We were next to one on a hiking trail where it was so powerful you couldn't hear a thing in that water. Remember that day we went? Yeah. And it wasn't even that cold, but the st the floor was iced up and we were sliding while we were trying to get over it. I want to get back there because that was a great one. This one is a waterfall because of the hydroelectric plant that well plant and stuff that they built there, but it's also the water that they're pulling off the Passaic and to drop in there. And um, they had a massive amount of gallons of water somewhere I had read, read somewhere we'll get into that in a second I tell you what I liked about it it's small and um, anybody who live in New Jersey anybody who lives in New York and New Jersey area know that there are certain parts of New Jersey 
that do not have a great track record about things. And I don't remember hearing much about Patterson, New Jersey, um, except for some tales. So this is great to have this tiny little gym right there in that area and it's also historic and it also has a great story to tell about the early days of America. Um, and it's very small, but if you did the walking trail, if you did the walking uh, walking tour, if you walked around like, remember when we, got, when we parked a car? Yep. Behind us is a school, but behind that would have been something else. I was looking at the map. And if you keep going down, you'll come around to where those other plants were and, and a few things. So that's what I really like. Uh, it was hot. I took my mask off. I'm sorry. I'm not walking around with a mask on outside. It makes no sense to me. But that's just me. You guys do what you want to do. Um, I like the little, like you said, walking across and then seeing the uh, that waterfall and just feeling and hearing the power of water. Yeah. The rock formations along the thing were really, really beautiful. Just to see the rock, the rock formation. There were birds like just standing on exposed rock. In with the middle the, of the fall. You're right, in the middle of the fall, which is insane. Like, what are you doing, birds? Birds calling out. We couldn't figure out what the birds were, but we did run into another bird at a rest stop. And that story is going a little bit later because it kind of lends to what I said before, meeting people along the road. But if you watch TV, that's the only way you would meet them. And you might have some sort of idea about them that's not great. So, but anyway, so. Well, oh, for example. Want a history lesson? Um, you know, the movie Doctor Sleep. If that was the only movie that you'd watched, people that travel around in an RV would be ruined for you forever. That movie was horrifying. But it's okay. I promise, our view people are very nice. Yes. So, how about a little history lesson? I got a little something for you. I'm going to be reading coldly from right here. Dun, 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 dun. You feel like a drum roll, something like that. Anyway, born to unwed parents. Born to unwed parents in the Caribbean island of, what's that island? Nevis. Whatever. Alexander Hamilton was the child of an absentee father and his mother died when he was 12. Recognizing his great potential, some islanders sent him to New Jersey for his formal education. He left college to fight the Revolutionary War. You remember that? Somebody go tell, uh, what's his name about that? The guy who said that our first amendment is bonkers. Yeah. Uh, he rose quickly to become the general um, to become General Washington's most trusted aide and later became the new nation's first Secretary of Treasury. Ooh. Hamilton believed that America could never be truly free as long as the nation remained dependent on foreign goods. Fifteen years after the Declaration of Independence, America still relied on England on English manufacturing for virtually everything from clothing to military supplies. So that's a lot. You're this new world, you're over here and you're still relying on them for everything. It's kind of like how, you know, port was made, port wine was made because you 
you did you didn't produce it you had to get it from over there and then they had to make it last to be over here and they had to put it in the cast with spirits um so where was i hamilton created a strategy to secure economic independence the centerpiece of that strategy was patterson which he founded in wait for it 1792 that's a long time ago to begin implementing his plan for an industrialized America Hamilton took the lead in establishing New Jersey's first corporation the Society for Establishing Useful Manufacturers some S-U-M Yes. The sum acquired the necessary land and constructed America's first water power system to attract entrepreneurs and workers. The sum filled, fulfilled the vision of its founder for more than 150 years, making Patterson one of the greatest manufacturing cities of the world. A lifelong opponent of slavery and vigorous proponent of immigration, Hamilton believed the, the diversity of human talents would strengthen America. True to Hamilton's vision, manufacturing and innovation spread rapidly throughout Patterson and the country, and the people of any class, creed, or color soon found the ability to climb higher than they had imagined. In Patterson, Hamilton created what we have come to call the American dream. That is cool. There is more, but I'm going to stop right there. And we got this, we get this information from, what is it, Mill Mile Organization is an educational program part of the Hamilton whatever whatever so this is from New Jersey we did not get this information from Wikipedia just in case you wanted to know so you know what I like about some um, the Society for Establishing Use, use Useful Manufacturers the whole point was to create this and this was New Jersey's first corporation he had this vision of an industrial, I won't say industrial revolution, but he had this he, he had this vision of creating this thing so that they could be independent, even more independent from England, and then America begins to produce product that not only they could use but other people. And the fact that he was saying that we're gonna, you know, he was gonna do this to attract more people to come in to help build this town is amazing. It's amazing what these guys were thinking of, and he was young too, because we know Hamilton died young. Mm -hmm. And in his young life, we know that Hamilton pushed to do a lot of things very fast. Maybe he had that feeling like he was gonna die. I don't know. But he accomplished a great deal in his That's young life. That's what we've heard, supposedly, that he did. Right, so, you know, if you, if you, if you got through Hamilton the musical, which was very hard, to do and it is we talked about that where did you land on that did you like it it was it was okay for me it was very overrated right for me too i mean i have my top 10 or so musicals and that's not even close to the top i would put that in my top 20. i'm still like guys and dolls um singing in the rain um brigadoon and there's a few more out of that uh of um West Side Story, all that comes way, way before this. So, 
Um, if, you, if you got through that, you heard a little bit of a history lesson. You probably heard something that you never thought about about Hamilton, except for him being on the dollar bill somewhere. Was that Jackson? I don't remember. So there's that. And so reading this, I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy was so young. And then when you think about it, because, you know, today they, they do a lot of things and they say, you know, like, um, like for you, you know, mommy died. You were 13. Oh, I know it's hard and you want to make it and you feel like you can't do it. Your mom and have that paternal. So his mother died when he was 10. How old said his mother? Twelve. When he was 12. He was a year younger than you when his mother passed. So his mother passed when he was 12. He had an absentee father. He was pretty much adopted into this country. He came from somewhere else. He was born in the Caribbean. He was shipped over to New Jersey, and he went into war. He fought for his country, his young country that wanted to have an independence. And then after that, became the first treasurer and then created all these different things. Which, by the way, on my application for the permit, it was like males age... 18 to 24 have to sign up for drafting program and I was just like oh selective service oh no yes. yeah is that the same thing I think uh, it is yeah and I was just like oh see this is why I'm glad I was not born a man I am mad at you I would be upset if I was just because of that I, no, I'm if I don't have to I will not. Well, see, I chose to join the army at one time. I wanted to be a ranger after watching First Blood. Of course, I didn't go through it. I didn't do the physical and everything else. But um, if I had to do it again, I probably would have went in and went to the Air Force like my father or went into the Navy since I do like the water. I've said that a number of times here and in our personal lives talking. But I had to sign up for the draft too. When I was younger, that's what we all did. And I've never been called into service. I've never been called. Here's the difference between being drafted and you choosing. You can choose where you want to go. When you get drafted, you can't choose. This which, is where they need you. Right. Um, it's where you need you. And I'm, I'm not quite sure about this. You guys let me know. Um, when you're drafted, you don't really get to pick what branch you're going into. I would, I would think that they would put you into whatever, um, whatever, I can't think of the right word for right, whatever division that's needed, that needs the most people. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, I don't, I can't imagine that would happen in large scales unless there was an actual war on American soil. Mm -hmm. Then it would probably happen, but probably like not now. Yeah, our, our service is voluntary. Um, unlike Israel, right, which is in the news lately, Israel is not selective. You must serve two years as your citizens. And our country, it is volunteer, and you get paid. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty good deal, but you will hear in the news and everybody else talking, man, yeah, yeah, oh, shut up. Just, just be quiet. So, I, and I like this about him.
because it's sort of reminiscent of my dad's generation where these guys knew exactly what they wanted to do. You never had this discussion off, off mic where, you know, I said my father was always saying, you know, he knew what he wanted to be. He wanted to do this. He wanted to do this. He wanted to do this. So he was kind of annoyed when he asked about your brother. Um, like, so what does he want to do when he graduates from high school? Where's he going to go? I was like, he doesn't know. He says he doesn't know. He's like, what do you mean he doesn't know? He was so annoyed because that generation was like, I'm going to college. I'm going to the army. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Very decisive and knew exactly what they wanted to do. Um, and also Hamilton's story reminds me of somebody else you should read about, by the way, if you haven't, Benjamin Franklin, who came to this country young, who, who, who did some amazing things like uh, create the Lending Library. And he got with this, uh, his circle of friends. I, I used to know the name of it because I remember telling it to your older brother who wanted to try to do something like that. And over the years, I heard Oprah or somebody else trying to do something in that, that particular manner. But uh, uh, what Benjamin Franklin did is similar to what Hamilton did in Paterson, New Jersey. There was him and a few other people who were wealthy and who had brains. Because that's all I can think of right now. And they got together and they would always meet and they would talk about the future of this country and what they could do. What they could do with their money their wealth and what they can do with the wealth of their knowledge and their skills and he created this little group and they would meet and then they would put into plan they would put in a plan of action all the things that they thought about and talked about that's amazing yeah and so hamilton does the same thing let's build this corporation we'll get people in here to build an industrial plant we'll use hydro you know what I'm saying? It's like, we're not going to use coal. We're going to use the Passaic River. We're going to turn this into hydropower. It's free. Right, right? Why not? There you go. You got water just flowing. Let's use this. Mm-hmm. Only thing they needed was the brick to build the building, and you could pull all this power in there, and then that's what they did. I think that that is amazing, and I think that's amazing that he did in his young life. Yeah. We need some more industrial people like that. Um, um, I look at Elon Musk almost the same way. You know, he had this innovative thing. He comes in here. Um, he's, <laughs> I think him and the other guy, Basil, who just got divorced, are really interested. What, Ga- in sp- Bill Gates? or I think both of them. Gates okay. and, and uh, um, Jeff. Both were just got some marital divorce issues. Um, I, I think that both of them are very interested in space. Maybe came from watching Trek back in the days. And so that's why he created the SpaceX. Fun fact, if you didn't know, there is a machine apparently somewhere, I haven't seen it, that can clean the air and create oxygen. Guess where it's going? Where? To Mars. Lovely. Let the people move to Mars. That sounds so nice. Well, listen, I've been talking about air scrubbers for years. And if you look at Star Trek, you'll see that they have scrubbers inside the thing. And a lot of space movies, uh, they, they talk about that. And, uh, you know, scrubbers to clean out the other thing, and which would make a lot of sense. So he's really interested in space. That's why he created SpaceX. And the whole thing with the electric car, 
and all the other good stuff. So, you know, here's here's a, a brain that's very innovative that's creating these things. Yeah. Which is great. Um, and Elon pushed the car manufacturers now to really start looking at electric cars. Because although there are many of them before he stepped onto the stage, a lot of electric cars over the years have been pretty much trash. They were looking ugly. They didn't perform well, and here he comes and creates Tesla, which is awesome. And now we have a lot of American car manufacturers getting into this. I'm like look Nissan. Yeah, Nissan. Oh, that car looks really good. Um, and then I saw last night, they're going to unveil it, I think it's the 19th. Tomorrow. Yes, Ford. Ford F Ford one Ford F one fifty. They're going to have, I think it's called Lightning, an all-electric truck that's coming out next year. I'm like, hmm, I wish I had the money. I would definitely get that. I would definitely try that. I mean, um, Bronco already has one out. No, is Bronco working on one? Are they working with one? Well, they all have, they, all the Broncos they, they came out this year. They have one because they have an electric, um, what is it called? It's not a race car. Right, so they do Ford. An electric sports car. There you go. Right, so Ford has an electric sport car already, or sports car already, right? I don't know. I didn't realize, I didn't remember if one of the Broncos is electric too. But I, I like this sort of innovation because it's really, really cool. And again, Hamilton did this in his young years. So, since you're still here, you want to know some of the things that were manufactured over there in Patterson? In that little lovely little area that he created, do you remember one? Silk. Silk. They were responsible for a large portion of this country's silk manufacturing. Right. I think it was half of it. So it was called what city was it called? Silk City. Silk City. Another great thing. And if you stand on where we were standing at, like where the bridge is, you could see a little ways down the river, not too far from there, the Colt Revolver was manufactured right there in Patterson on that same area. So the cult... Good to know if you're in a zombie apocalypse um, and you're trying to kill some zombies and you don't have any bullets left or a gun, just get on a horse and come to Patterson. <laughs> Why? So they can survive. <laughs> Okay, so the Colt Revolver was manufactured right there. It was a giant silk. They also manufactured, what else was it? I don't remember. It was some sort of paper. Um, I'll, let you, I'll let you cheat. Here you go. Look at the info. I know they did textile. Was done in there, so they made... Textile, right. They also did textile that was manufactured there. Um, ooh, 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 another big one like the Colt, the Colt, I just remembered it. Another big one like the Colt Revolver was locomotives. Right here in the East Coast. When these silk mills shut down, there was a strike. Yes, there was a strike. But yes, locomotives were being built right there. So go on. You said there was a silk strike. I think it's in the other one. And um, so it's 
it's it was really fascinating to learn all this stuff. Like I said, this little this little park is very small, um, but the historic significance of it is massive. It's even bigger than what you're looking at with your naked eyes. And I would say if you happen to be in New Jersey, if you're rolling by Patterson, stop there. And I also suggest that you get your little passport for national parks like we did and get it stamped. We got another stamp. Woo! All right, I think that was it. But yeah. There was a few more things, but so that's pretty neat. Oh my gosh, I just said neat. <laughs> Neato. It was neato. So yeah, so we didn't take the adventure without feet and hiking, but we also add this to our adventure because it's something that you're going somewhere else on a little road trip. It could be small or big, and you're getting to learn something new, and you're getting to experience something new. And I encourage all of you who are listening to try that. If you have a car, go. If you can get there by train, do that. But go out and venture out and learn something new. And just have fun with it. Um, so yeah, if you're out there by Patterson, check out Patterson's Great Fall National Historic Park. And read some of the information. Get the history of it and walk. We didn't walk down the rest of the block because if we had walked all the way around there we would have been able to see some of those buildings that are still standing we could see the cult factory from where we were we just didn't walk down to where it was so now on our way back um, it took us 30 minutes to get there it took us a lot more time to get home but we stopped because I, I had to pee in um, I wanted some coffee that we didn't get before we came <laughs> because what do we take to get out to Patterson? I-80. I-80. It turned right off before the what is it, Edison service station we usually go to. Vince. Vince Lombardi, which is the first one going across the bridge. And it's the last one when we're coming home. So we usually stop at Vince Lombardi to either run to the bathroom or just sit there and soak up the people traveling and just relax before we have to come back to here in the Bronx. So I really wanted this coffee. And so I rerouted us. We went all the way out of our way when we came back home to get from 80 to 95 and just to get this cup of coffee, which worked out well for us. Because when we pulled over, we saw this giant truck over there, which looked like it was a, uh, a overland vehicle. And what else did we see that I spot? A motorcycle with a sidecar. Yes, a motorcycle with a sidecar. And the big one who you totally missed was the adventure bikers. Who had the adventure bike that BMX, not BMX, the... Uh, BMW, he had the massive thing. Now, I've only seen them in videos, and I've seen other people on YouTube who are riding this and people who I know who do overlanding and um, those who, who, who like to camp and they use their bikes to, to venture off. That thing was huge. Yeah. It, it was big. And it's tall and, and sort of skinny. The other guy had another BMW. But I recognized it because 
I watch a lot of these things and I see a lot of them and I'm interested in it. So I spotted them right away and got out the car and walked up. They would look like they were going to go and started talking. We started talking about you were just standing there. So what did you learn while you were standing next to me listening to us talk? Not a whole lot. Wow. Where did they come from? Where were they at? Pennsylvania. Right, and one was closest to Philadelphia. That's where they lived, but where did they went to and they were coming back from? I don't remember. Maine. There's a national park there that I wanted to visit. Yes. Arcadia. Arcadia National Park, and it said, you know, they, it took them, I forgot how many days it was to drive up, but they camped along the way, and um, then they went into Arcadia, and they stayed there for a little bit. They camped, and then they hiked, and they came back. And these guys were probably about my age, and um, they didn't look like me, but that's okay. We're all into the same thing. And so we were just talking about how we went backpacking. He said, oh, so you go backpacking. Now he's looking at us and looking at the puddle jumper. And I guess he's thinking that we don't look like the type. And we weren't actually going anywhere. So there was no camping gear on the car or anywhere else that would, have. unless you look at the stickers that's on the car, the, the vinyl stickers, you wouldn't know. Cause I gotta kinda, we, we gotta keep it kinda stealthy here in the South Bronx. Uh, we may come out and our stuff be missing. I'm just going to put it out there like that. And so I said, yeah. He said, oh, so you hike? I'm like, yeah, I'm not a through hiker. He's, I didn't say about through hiking. I'm like, okay, good, because I, I ain't through hiking. So we're talking about backpacking. So yeah, so you know, that's what we do. We go and we drive up there and we camp and we got these, um, and he pointed to his bag on, and I was already spotting because I was trying to see which backpacking tent he had. But um, yes, they have backpacking tents, probably, or just really small tents. No, it was a backpacking tent had, sitting right there. They had tents, um, and at one point, one of them was like coughing. He was like, oh, "I'm sorry, there's like there's like granola stuff." I'm like, "Sir, I don't really care. As long as you don't cough on me, cough in whatever direction you like. We, I'm good." Yeah, I, I didn't really care. I, I caught what he said, but I wasn't paying attention to it because I'm like, you know, I'm so over like, wait, talking wait, about can that. Can I get some of that granola though? Was, yeah. that, was, like, was that good? Was that a Nature Valley bar? I thought he choked on the water because he just, he just drank the water before he started choking and coughing. But yeah, I saw the backpack, um, uh, um, the tent he had on the side of his car. And did you notice the fire extinguishers? No. I think they both had two. He had two fire boxes right a lot those 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 cargo boxes and they sit so high up like i said be the bmw bikes are crazy looking i mean they're they're nothing like hollies hollies sit low and they're big and they're noisy ninjas and all the super crotch rockets are just they're just there to be fast (laughs) but yeah and he had this fire extinguishers which i said that we need for the car especially if you go long distance and something engine creds fire and you have to wait for somebody either you're going to sit there and go my car is burning can you come and get me and then you have no car and that's the whole point guys of of you know of overlanding and you know and camping and doing this other stuff is to be self-sufficient because if you ever get caught in the distance um you kind of messed up he opened up his bag and i saw his his 
his uh, medical supply. What do you call that? First aid kit. The first aid kit. And it looked like he had first aid and trauma. I recognized some of the look, the, the stuff that was inside of him. He opened up, he was getting something. But yeah, so that was really good to exchange that information and just talk to some other people who are out here doing these things and, you know, taking road trips and camping and, and, and enjoying the life. He was saying, you know, if you go next week to Arcadia, you have to. And I did look at it, by the way. I did look it up. And we do have to book a spot to get there to go backpacking. Because I was thinking, you know, we can go backpacking right here. Didn't we? The spot in Jersey. The one we go hiking at, so we'll take uh, Noah with us. Mm-hmm. We did take him. Camp Gua. Remember they have they have oh. little campsites, and you said that we could do that one day. Oh, they have like shelters, yeah. Yeah, and they have camp because that's on the AT, so they will have camp spots. So maybe I don't know. And not only that, we had a bonus. There was a pothead over to my left that she was spotting. Mm-hmm. So when the guys, we came back, I saw this little tiny bird just tweeting. It sounded really weird, had a really weird bird call. So I took the picture and I found out, what did we find? It was a new bird. What was the bird species? I don't remember. Oh my God, it was a black bird. It was a black bird, a red winged black bird. There you go, a red winged black bird. By the way, people... We've seen about 16 different birds in our years of hiking. You can live your life. I'm not going to stop you. But if you're one of those people that, like, smokes things that influence your brain and drink alcohol on the regular, socially, like every day, please do not drive. Because the guy smoked and then got behind the wheel and started driving. So, you know, I just, it's not so much for you because honestly, you were dumb enough to drive under the influence. It's for the other people. Don't, don't crash and kill other people. That would be nice. Thank you. I just had to get that little PSA. Thank you very much. And um, I mentioned it because she spotted the guy. I didn't. I was busy having this conversation. And then I was looking at the bird when we got back. So she already knew they were there. So we went to the bathroom, got the coffee, and came back. And I saw the bird by the car. There was like two of them. There was a three and then one left. There was two. And I just throw my, my phone inside the car. I'm like, oh, man, please don't move, Mr. Birdie. And I wanted to get the nice shot, but I couldn't get down low enough. Else I would have spooked the bird and would have left. So my picture didn't come out as great as I wanted to. But I could hear in the background, the guy go, what is he doing? Because I'm in front of my car looking and taking a picture. And someone said, it's a bird. I'm like, yeah, okay. You, you, you go back and do what you're doing. So we got the picture of the bird and we came back. And um, I posted the picture into my daughter. <laughs> put a message and said, we just saw one on the window. We wanted to know what it was. I said, now you know. And now it's time to get the bird book. Because there are a lot of birds around where they live. In the yeah. new place they're going, I probably will see some more. Yep. But yeah, we're, we're not avid bird watchers, but we have seen a whole lot in nature. And I wish we had a bird book while we were hiking over these past years to, to say exactly what these birds were. I did, I, I did also put on Instagram the other bird that we saw um, when we were hiking one day. Because we've seen a lot of species, and we had to go back and look at all the ones we've seen. 
Remember the one that kept driving us nuts? The woodpecker. Woodpecker? The woodpecker we couldn't hear. Just knocking and knocking and knocking on the wood. I saw this video of a hummingbird. And somebody was like feeding it sugar water. So the hummingbird was just like hovering over their head. It was so cute. <laughs> so we, uh, I, I found out what the what the woodpecker was. It was the uh, black, black back, black back woodpecker. And um, yeah, that thing, we couldn't find it. We kept hearing it. And so we had the video at that point and our cameras and we're looking for it, looking for it. And we found it at the top of the tree, which I've never seen in my, it was a massive tree. Mm-hmm. And it was way up in the top. We couldn't get a good shot of it, but we did get a good enough picture. We could see the color and then look up what that bird was. Yeah. So um, I think that's it for today. So do I. Hopefully we'll be out back out on the trail this weekend and uh, tell you what's going on with that. Yes. So for us, we'll see you later. But you can always come back tomorrow. And listen and check out the uh, road to 60. All right, so you ready to go? Yep. All right, what are we going to say? What do we got to do? How are we going to say goodbye? Bye. Uh, say goodbye. Um, get outside, love one another, um, all that other good stuff you already know I say all the time. And so say goodbye. Be Kate. nice to each other. See ya. Yes.